Welcome to the Culture of Kindness podcast. Have you wondered about the direction the world is going? Wondered if you and the rest of the world are connecting in a healthy way? I can see it in others, and now I've changed the lens through which I see the world, and to be kind is the only possible result. Because you, you don't have the language of talking, it's kind of almost a language of kindness. In this podcast, we discuss everything from what makes a brilliant leader to where is the world going on our current trajectory and how can we make a culture of kindness and do we actually need to or are we doing all right just as we are? It's roughly 2,000 years since some bloke got nailed to a tree for suggesting that we should all be a little bit nicer to each other. And I fear that over the last 2,000 years we haven't moved on very far from that. Inherently, humans are very badly flawed. And there, there is... I, Nahala Summers, became obsessed about the power of kindness after it was the kindness of a stranger that changed my life. So now I am lucky enough to talk to the most eclectic mix of people, probably on any podcast. Come inside and subscribe. It will open your mind and world up to the best examples of living life wholeheartedly. When you look on the Facebook, even when you look in the comments on BBC, everyone goes, oh, I hate bullies. But then that's like saying, I hate water. You know, bullies have come from somewhere. And what was going to tap on my shoulder from somewhere that said, you cannot just do an act of kindness in a day and that be good enough. Amber D, thank you so much for coming and being a guest on the uh, Culture of Kindness podcast. I'm really honoured to have you here and, uh, yeah, really honoured. So maybe to start with, you could um, give a background on really from the start and where you've come and and people will then come to realize how I um came across you again as well so right at the very beginning (laughs) yes start from the beginning yes absolutely um so I grew up um in Cornwall and then I moved to France when I was I think I was about 12 years old um and it was quite rural there wasn't a lot going Mm. on there um so I discovered live music and started sort of um playing uh, in pubs and and bars and things like that um I was definitely underage but <laughs> it definitely didn't matter about that. <laughs> um I think it was just because it was so like it was in the middle of nowhere like nobody yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah, I started playing and, and doing some stuff like that. Um, somebody, the reason I started doing that actually is because somebody sort of pulled me out of the crowd at a gig and was like, sing. Wow. Um, and I was I was really scared. I used to get such bad stage fright, um, actually. Um, but yeah, they kept like playing the same chords over and over and were like, just do it. And they, they persisted and waited for about five minutes and the audience was pretty by that point but I, I did I mean it's quite astonishing that's quite an astonishing story I mean they didn't did they know that you could sing did they I don't they said they had a feeling but I mean that's quite a, a quite must have been quite a strong feeling yeah, I don't that's, know. there's um, there's a powerful a <laughs> there's a powerful story behind that that will come out sometime when you're um famous and rich and um you know 
and it will be because of them. But anyway, yes, carry on. So you were <laughs> you were in France. They pulled you out of the crowd, and then you you just yeah. went on from there, did you? Yeah, I sort of started as I say, like playing in, in pubs and stuff, and then because it was so rural, it was kind of like it was it was never going to go past like a certain stage. There, it was it was really fun, but I kind of thought, well, these people are doing it for a living. They were like touring around and stuff, and I was like maybe I could do that. Mm. <laughs> so um, my friend um, had recently moved to London and she was like, she was staying with her grandma and she said, why don't you come over for a couple of weeks and and just like find your feet and just have a look around, maybe go to a few colleges and things and just see kind of like what, like what is around mm. here and like what you could mm. do here. Um, so I flew over and I found London really intimidating at that point as a teenager I was like oh my gosh it's so good yeah 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 absolutely Um, so I ended up I went to a few places but I came to Bath Mm. and just kind of like fell in love with it really Um, the people were really nice and it just had a really like nice vibe Mm. to it Um, and the college had given me like an unconditional offer which meant I felt really like safe in like if I wanted to move make the move then they weren't going to turn around and be like oh so yeah 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 (laughs) so um yeah so I ended up finding this little place that was like it was literally tiny it was like a single bed and then you opened the door and it was literally like the door (gasps) of the bed (laughs) um and I just thought, oh, I'm just gonna go for it. And I didn't, I didn't get the flight home. I just, I just stayed. Um, I just stayed in Bath and went to college for a couple of years. Um, and started like when I went to college, I started like gigging around. And I'd bought a guitar and I'd got a job in like a little pub, a little like local pub where I got to know all the regulars and stuff yeah. to kind of yeah. like pay my way um, while I was at college. And then, yeah, I started playing a little bit open mics. And Bath actually has a really cool, like, underground music scene. Um, and everyone's, like, really supportive of mm. each other, which is mm. really nice. Um, and, yeah, played lots of shows. I was playing, like, every night at one point. And then um, went to uni. Um, and there was kind of, like, less contact time at uni. Mm. Um, it was It was really cool. Like, it was really when you sort of sat in the lectures it was very intense and very a lot of information to take in but um yeah like less time kind of sat you were more expected to be sort of out doing sort Mm. of thing um so I started going to London a lot um I managed to get an internship at a record label there um which was really cool yeah it was actually really cool like they had um Adele at the time like it was quite like a big deal I just found like this email address in the depths of the web (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh just chance it should I just like so I spent hours writing this email and I was like please let me go and work at your record label brilliant um and I did and then it all kind of just like I guess because I had that under my belt it just kind of um yeah just sort of started there Mm. I guess and um so I started working kind of on the other side and that sort of like took over for a while I think I maybe sort of lost the love for making music a little bit because I'd kind of got to the same point so many times I think when you pour your heart Mm. into something as well and 
it's not kind of going where you want it to just I just needed to take a break Mm. I think um felt like that was the way that I felt so took a break worked on the other side for a bit and then August last year um I sat at my desk and I was like what am I doing (laughs) (laughs) what am I doing why why am I working like I mean it was great and I had like a fantastic experience and met loads of cool people like learned so much but I was like this is not what I want to be doing I want to be on the Mm. other side I want to make music um so I was actually in quite like a a low place to be honest I think like when music making music was kind of taken away or taken out of the picture it um it just I just sort of lost something I think it's such a big part of who you are as a creative like if you lose your creativity it's a bit like "Ah!" yeah 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 absolutely (laughs) and then you've been BBC Radio 2 kind of marked you out as oh BBC introducing introducing. yeah Yeah. fascinating because your music is astonishing and I will give the details at the end um to to where people can find you but I mean when you you moved to France as as a young girl and uh, I imagine that's where your music kind of developed did it or did it develop from them kind of pulling you on the stage and you thought "Mm, actually I can sing or were you kind of singing beforehand um oh my gosh I I literally can't remember a time that I've amazing yeah um but never never sort of in front of people like I remember like my parents used to go out and then I used to like stick karaoke covers on YouTube and like sit and sing but then as soon as they'd come home I'd like turn them off I was always like really like I don't know like nervous about people hearing hearing you sing yeah (laughs) yeah I mean as you tell the story there must have been moments where you have felt quite uneasy in yourself you know you move to a new country when you're a team where they you don't speak the same language I imagine you didn't necessarily speak French and um and that must be incredibly daunting. So kindness and unkindness become, must have become quite prevalent in your life at those points. Um, massively, yeah, massively. I think especially um, when you have that language barrier as well, it becomes so much more um, visible and, and prominent because you you don't have the language of talking. It's kind of almost a language of kindness and um a lot of a lot of the kids like in school it was very obvious like who who wanted to really help um which was really nice and you know they didn't let that language barrier kind of get in the way it didn't mean that it was easy at all like not everybody was like that for sure but um those that were like that was kind of the thing that got you through quite a difficult time as a kid like you feel quite isolated you know mm. um and you can't you're going through this kind of massive life change but you can't communicate that to anybody like you can't talk about it or ask for advice because no one speaks the same language yeah. as you um so yeah I think it came to the point where you know there are a few people who like I'd speak my like broken <laughs> words of French and then they'd speak their like broken words of English and we just kind of or like you point at things or you know and you just um you just make it work and I think the 
kind of kids that took the time to do that like I hope that those people know how much that helped actually mm. because it was a, a really um it's something that I really remember it's something that's really stuck with me and they didn't have to do that you know yeah. they didn't have to make that extra effort with the new kid that doesn't <laughs> speak their language but yeah you know some of them did and that was really cool it's interesting because i i wrote something somebody wrote something on what the sunshine people tribe group that i have and and they put do you believe that we're kind of connected you know once we do something for somebody in kindness are we are we always connected to them and and you highlight that so beautifully really because it's the it's yeah. a very powerful act to do something like that to be kind to somebody particularly when you're not even speaking the same language they're not doing it through words yeah. they're doing it through um actions and through perseverance um to try and support you and there is something about that you will always remain consistently connected to them yeah definitely i'd agree with that 100 mm, percent. nice yeah. i mean your journey has um is a story really that is um, of the making and beginning of the um, best singer songwriters in the world, really, you know, so oh, small, <laughs> no <laughs> pressure, no pressure, but you're already there really. It's just uh, people need to find you. And uh, I, I see that your music is astonishing. I mean, I came across you at, uh, so people understand why I came across you was at a TEDx yeah. and, um, I was completely moved by your music like I haven't been moved by any sort of music I strongly advise people come and see you live um, because <laughs> it it's really really something special um, and you do have that power to move now one of the things obviously that I why I got in contact with you as well not only because now I'm a huge fan but secondly because you were wearing um, the yellow um sweatshirt being yeah. being being kind is cool and I thought yeah. I, I, I your music had so much emotion within it and wearing um that top I thought you've you've got to come on this podcast but um <laughs> so how important has kindness been in your journey because you know you've talked about that kind of journey of of coming over from France uh back from France as a teenager back to the UK going to, yeah. to then going to Bath and and being in kind of a a, a single bed room literally yeah. a single bed <laughs> in a room um you know what sort of kindness has made the difference to you being able to achieve what you've achieved so far oh my goodness like I can't even get over but especially since I mean there's been obviously examples of that throughout the whole of this like journey or story or life or whatever you want to call it but um, I think definitely since um, kind of like leaving my job and <clears throat> pursuing this all the time it's um, it's been really prominent mm. um, people have been really supportive and like when I when I quit my job I I I sort of came my friend was like just I wasn't okay I didn't feel okay I was like this is a very big life change and I don't you know even though you kind of know what you want it's also such a dramatic like choice that it's like oh gosh it's a lot of like anxiety yeah. and kind of I don't know being in your own head about mm. it and um, that comes with those kind of choices and my friend just sort of said to me 
like you're not okay get on a train like I was in London at the time she's like get on a train come back to Bath come and see me come and stay for the weekend and I was like okay cool and I came back and we sat outside and I was like I think I, I think I need to leave I think I need to I need a break and she was like just come and live here do your music like oh. <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> I was so emotional yeah. um and at first like I was just like I can't accept that kind of help like that's that's crazy like I can't just like come and live with you like that's you know that's such a lot but I think you know sometimes she she actually said to me would you do that for me and what have you done for other people and I was like well yeah I would and yeah I know and she was like well for once I think you need to accept it in return I know wow <laughs> and I was just and I remember just looking at her and I just like I'm quite I can be quite stubborn with stuff like that I'm quite sort of strong-minded and I like my independence but I was just like you're completely right like I, I, I need to do this and I really appreciate what you're offering me and that is has literally molded the last however many months of my life because it's enabled me to be able to pursue what I want to do like fully and feel comp- be in an environment where I'm completely supported um and yeah that's that's a pretty big act of yeah <laughs> it's huge isn't it do you think yeah. do you feel personally that it's much uh, harder to accept kindness than it is to give kindness Oh, 100%. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's a personal thing or whether that's generally kind of what we're mm. like as people. Um, what yeah. do you, you think? I know. <laughs> well, I, it's a very common thing. And what happens is it kind of stops the the ripples, really. But what's what's the yeah. thing? And, and I'll tell you what, what I thought was a generic answer to this question has not been a generic answer in my research so far. <laughs> so I'm really interested okay. in this. What do you think stops you from um, accepting that kindness? What's the what's oh that gosh. thing that makes you think, no, no, I, I it's OK. I can't I can't accept that. I think sometimes I just sort of, especially if it's a stranger, like it's, I guess it's different if it's somebody you know well, but like if a stranger's just, it's kind of like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, why are you, why are you offering this? Like people, people don't do that, but people should do that and people do yeah. do that. And I think it's really important to um, kind of keep spreading that so that it becomes like more normalized yes. and um it's infectious so I feel like we just need to do more of yeah it. <laughs> that's right it's that change of mindset in so many ways isn't it yeah. um so you talked about kind of not being in France not having anybody really that mm. you know spoke the same language as you obviously your parents but um yeah do you know you had that kind of aloneness in many ways which must have been extremely difficult and you have gone from that to also being back in the UK human connection and having that human connection how much do you appreciate that how much do you feel that it's vital or not vital you know did you did you get used to not having people that you could talk to and do you think that it's important for our own health um, I think 
I think we need it. I think we we thrive on it. I don't. I think it's the thing that we we crave as human beings is that connection and that and that contact with with other people. And I think perhaps you know if you've had like negative experience, then it sort of maybe puts a block in the way. And it's just about like breaking those barriers and just showing that actually you know under it all, like people mm. are good. And I think. Yeah, I think that's what I love about music as well. Is it's just it brings people together. Mm. Um, I went to a show recently, and um, a friend of mine, and he was like, um, he said to everybody, like, turn around to the person next to you and and high five them. And it was in London, and in London, like nobody talks to each other, <laughs> nobody looks at each other, and they were just like turned around, and everyone's faces were like beaming, and everyone like high five the stranger next to them, and we're just like it, just the energy in the room was just incredible, and I just, I just thought, oh, that's that's amazing, and it's, I mean, obviously, that's a music such a prominent thing for me that that's the thing that I really recognise is that it does bring people together, and there are so many things that that are like that that do do that as well but it was just a really really cool experience actually it was a, a real like moment and I was just like oh you know people are all right people are yeah. nice and like this does make us happy to be together and to be in a sort of like community and um just just be nice yeah. to each other yeah you know? <laughs> absolutely you talked we talked briefly kind of about mental health and and how when we're kind of going through those tough times and um you know challenging times and how they affect us and it is the kindness that you've received that's really kind of helped you by the sounds of it through those times yeah. do you think that we are becoming better aware of mental health and and people are generally kinder towards it do you think that that awareness is out there now definitely um I actually watched a documentary last night and it was it was kind of um showing about different about anxiety and and I think it just education is like a massive Mm. thing because I think it is being talked about more now um and people are becoming more aware of it um, but I think actually kind of like taking that knowledge with us day to day is really important. Yeah. You know, that person that has like snapped at you or or whatever or is quiet and not talking, like there's probably a reason why they've reacted in mm. that way or, or done those things. And it might be that, you know, they've got stuff going on at home, like or maybe they, they feel isolated and they haven't had any of that human connection. Mm. And, you know, um, I just think that, it's it's kind of if you if you feed that just with kindness and just kind of go with that mentality of you know well actually I'm just gonna I'm not gonna retaliate to that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna react with kindness I feel like actually it tends to kind of have a really positive effect um on on those people and then that and like you said earlier about the ripples like it's so true because if you react that way that might then change their whole day and then all the people that they connect with that day will have a better experience if you know if that yeah, yeah 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 no exactly um, yeah so I feel like um I feel like education is is just a massive thing um I think it needs to be like awareness of mental health um it needs to be I know it's kind of in schools a little bit but it needs to be part of the curriculum I really I really believe that I yeah. think it's a really important thing and I think it's 
as important if not more important than physical health because i think the two kind of come hand in hand yeah yeah people's if you feel good in yourself yeah yeah you're absolutely right you know people's physical health is affected by their mental health but we try and fix the physical health first um and you know and it does it all affects each other it's interlinked you know i've i've recently changed kind of things I eat and the way that I eat and um, it completely has changed the way that I feel and you know so everything is you know it's quite entwined um, and and I, I believe in that how how do you manage your personal well-being what are the things that you find important to kind of keep that mindset of kindness and and good mental health I think it's really important to look after yourself. Like, I think that it kind of starts with feeling okay in yourself. I feel like if you've got kind of, um, if you're generating like enough energy to be able to look after yourself, then you probably have a bit of extra to like be able to give out to others mm. too. Yeah. Um, and I think like the ways that I do that is eat well and um yeah I've started I hate like I hated running like, I was really <laughs> not a runner at all like if I spoke to people that I knew years ago and said now I go out for runs they would be like no you don't <laughs> <laughs> but I do and I kind of like push myself I did the couch to 5k um and around my first 5k this year it was like one of my goals for this year and it feels good and actually like I've kind of learned to love it and it's not really the kind of it's not necessarily the action of doing it, but it's kind of like, I like being outside. Um, um, even when you just run past other runners and they like smile at you or say hi, like that's again, like that human connection. Like that's really yes. nice. Yes. You feel good in yourself afterwards as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yoga, meditation, that kind of stuff. Like even just like, we're all busy. Like I'm not saying that we can like sit for hours and hours and do that, but like the headspace app's great like I sit for five minutes in the morning or when I was working in London like or if I'm in London I just stick it on for 10 minutes on the tube because I know my journey's going to take 15 yes yeah exactly and taking that time when we're you know traveling anyway um and stuff like that it's it's such a good way to do that and manage it I think isn't it yeah I think so Tell me, I mean, your songs are absolutely beautiful. Um, where do you get the inspiration to um, for your songs, but but also your singing? Because you really kind of sing with a, a huge emotion. You kind of give your audience um, emotion with that. Where does that come from? Um, I think, like, it depends what I'm writing about. Um, and I tend to write some stuff that's maybe like a little bit more kind of surface, like, oh, I just felt like this today. Da, da, da. But I also, t- I also write stuff that's kind of a bit more, I might have been in like quite a deep place, like when I wrote it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's kind of a way to, when, when I'm performing on stage, I just kind of think to the time that I wrote it and like how I felt then. Mm. So I guess maybe that's why it comes across as like a bit emotional because yeah. <laughs> I'm like thinking of that time that, you know, I, I was really hurt or that time that, um, you know, that was an incredible day and I'm really happy or like whatever I was feeling at the time. I, I just kind of sit and think of that and um, 
yeah I guess well I guess maybe that comes across yeah it's so good (laughs) Uh, where can um people find out more about you and what gigs you've got coming up and and that sort of thing cool so um I'm on all like social media platforms as Amber D Music Mm -hmm. um I'm on Instagram quite a lot um and yeah i've got new music coming out over the next few months so it's on like spotify and apple music and Deezer and everything like that so yay yeah. wonderful i'll be looking <laughs> out for that very exciting um <laughs> we're nearly at the end so i will ask Aww. i know so quick <laughs> so quick um but i'm very excited to be watching in the wings of the work that you do it's it's quite astonishing and um and you know doing some stuff with you I'm sure around kindness in the future but uh, yay um yeah (laughs) so but tell me what do you believe um a culture of kindness means and and how do we how do we make that happen I guess I think it's definitely um I think it's just about being nice to each other isn't it like I think that's the thing and I think it really doesn't cost anything to be nice no and I think sometimes we just need to kind of, life is busy and we've got a lot on our plates. And I think sometimes we just need to check in with ourselves and just have a moment and go, do you know what, actually, like, that's fine. And I'm going to help that person. I'm going to do that. And yeah, I think it, I think it's just, I just really like what you said about the ripples as well. I think it's just so true. Yeah. I just think we just need to be a little bit nicer and just be more aware, that awareness of um of how we're how we're being and how the people around us are I think that's really important yeah absolutely absolutely Amber D it's been an absolute honor and a privilege to have you on here and connect with you (laughs) I'm I'm really chuffed by it and uh yeah and everybody should look you up Amber D music thank you so much (laughs) thanks bye thank you so much for listening to this week's episode Whether you're a CEO or department manager, you can build a more productive, profitable and engaged workforce through adopting the theory laid out in my latest book available on Amazon, aptly also named A Culture of Kindness. It will guide you on how to be the type of leader that every employee remembers for all the right reasons. You can also subscribe to the monthly newsletter at www.nahalasummers.com to hear more about the latest talks, courses and upcoming podcast episodes. Thank you.